<laughs> Dude, this, this is probably gonna be fucking epic. Great. All right, it's recording. Mm -hmm. All right, hello and welcome to the Pancreation Philosophy Podcast. I'm Pocholo Cruz. I'm Scott McDonald, co-host. This is our guest, Colin McDonald. Ah, shit, that's two of them. <laughs> what? Any relation? Yeah. Oh. There's a dog over here. Well, so. The dog might get in the shot. This might be the best podcast that anyone's ever seen. Yeah, we're outdoors. In the great outdoors. We're here with a great guest, Colin. We're here with a great outdoorsman. Yeah. I've been waiting also for Also known as Grizzly Man. Grizzly Man. Grizzly Colin. Yeah. See that ninja uh, shit I did? I did. I saw that ninja shit. It was, it was on point, man. Okay, speaking of ninja shit, yeah. so Colin, how did you get, so how did you get started in martial arts? Man. That, uh, that's a question that go back to a different, uh, different era different of life. Era? Yeah, life? well, okay. like, because what got me into fighting in general, I'd say, uh, was a lot of Power Rangers. Okay. Power Rangers. Scott and I would watch I've heard Power of, Rangers. I heard some of them. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, yeah. Uh, and Dragon Ball Z. We okay. come from that, you know, yeah. early 90s era yeah. where, you know, all the super fighting uh, heroes and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, that was our like introduction into fighting, but yeah. like what got me into mixed martial arts and martial arts, uh, Scott and I would go do like the YMCA classes for like <laughs> like the karate and taekwondo yeah. and stuff, which they didn't really teach you much. But like I remember we were doing this like sacrifice roll, you know, and uh, and like I judo through the instructor, and I was like eight was years it, old. Was it Sensei Mike? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it was Sensei Mike. Yeah, because Scott was talking about Sensei Mike and how he had beef with him. Wait, <laughs> yeah. really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was telling him about how he used to take off on the other kids and stuff too. Man, <laughs> that's if I could I have forgot one the, job. Wait, wait, when you guys were in your twenties or when you were eight? No, when they were eight. <laughs> no, we're eight. Like Tell the, I don't Scott remember McDonald. the judo throw story though. Tell that. So we got in a, so we were going through like all these drills and like I was really easily distracted as a kid. So like, you know, I uh, I would see like all the kids doing like like their forms and I was so like self-conscious that I like had to, every time I punched, I had to look over and be like, am I punching right compared to the rest of the class? Ender yeah. still does that. Yeah, that's just me now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I- uh, podcast is about you, <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, and so like we, uh, they formed us up in this line and they had us do like, uh, you know, like when you warm up for jujitsu class and you do your classic roll, yeah. jump and roll, it was kind of like that like he was trying to help us over yeah right and he was just like gonna guide us over yeah. and then i go and i'm just like <laughs> and he's like he just like gets up and looks at me because I don't, I don't remember the whole thing about him beating up on the other kids in class or whatever which no was, us beating up okay and not beating him up but just when you remember they'd have a square off and go like block block yeah, yeah yeah and then we go <laughs> just like to the chest that's <laughs> worse or better well yeah because we're like i'm sitting here trying to teleport and like yeah. trying to do all that super saiyan stuff like yeah. these kids are looking at me weird because they're like ice ice and i'm just like <laughs> trying to like teleport trying to teleport in there but you but, you judo through um sensei mike <laughs> well yeah well i teleported through sensei mike yeah. uh and i just showed him i like well i flipped him and like he wasn't trying to do it, like yeah. he wasn't trying to go. But then I was like, <laughs> and he's like this grown ass man, and uh, and he, and he gets up, face, he gets up and he looks at me and he goes, yeah. 
that's a different class. <laughs> but then I was like, what? And he's like, but I like it. I like that. So like, I was super hyped. And uh, <laughs> like those kind of experiences, I was just like, okay, yeah, this is like really cool. But when I was like 13 or 14, Scott had gotten uh, really into Aikido and then combat sports. <laughs> and we were watching the like yeah. first couple Ultimate Fighters, like yeah. with Stefan Bonner and Horace yeah. uh, Griffin. Horace Griffin. Yeah. yeah, and we. Uh, and I remember I was up there one night and like Scott and I were watching like the first season, like first or second season and like I get up and I'm like, what is this? And I'm just like, oh yeah. And I'm just like, I'm just like shadow boxing and Scott's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was just like, I was just like so hyped about it. But then um, my dad got us a punching bag for Christmas or something we like that. fucked that thing. Up. Dude, and we would sit there and it was in our garage, right? It was yeah. in my parents' garage and we, uh, so like we had this and, and Scott got boxing gloves like, like Pro boxing gloves, and this is before Everyone you can train like Muay Thai. Like you have to lace it up, yeah. And so, make sure you remember or tell them about like when we used to have boxing matches. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, uh, yeah. the bag. We were hitting the bag. We'd hit the bag, and like you know, like the garage was just like this. Like we didn't have a clean house where we grew up so like there'd be shit everywhere not like literal shit but like just things you know well i mean sometimes yeah. uh, if we got if we if, like mid training session if we had to go we had there'd to be go. dog shit in there sometimes. yeah sometimes but uh i like we found sticks and you don't know if it's like if there's nails in these sticks or like anything like that but like we'd hit the bag and we'd have these sticks yeah. and you'd have to bring your hand back or we'd slap the shit out of you and i just remember hitting scott super hard and he just looks at me and he's just like hitting the bag super hard. No <laughs> technique, just like, no, cause, cause he would get behind the heavy bag oh with this God. giant stick. And I'd be like, bro, this is gonna make us the best fighters. And then he's like, he's like, yeah, sure thing, bro. Cause he's my little brother, so I'll do it. And I'm swinging and he just has this giant stick. And every time my hand drops, he's like, what? <laughs> Keep your hands up and I'm like, yeah, bro. We, but that's how we learned, you know. And, and then, uh, and then I got science. Oh my god! <laughs> I, took, I bought powdered science. I thought it was gonna make yeah. me a better fighter. Oh All right, because Chuck Liddell took it. Yeah, well, yeah oh Chuck, Chuck Liddell was like running up the hill, right? Yeah, he's, he's like, like running up like a, a sand mountain or something. He's like, he's yeah. like, I have science. science. But what really happened? He's like, yeah, I take science all the time, and I knock people out, and then they're like, yeah. cut. And he goes over to this table, and there's all this like Keystone Light, and he's yeah. just like. <laughs> She's no. like, I'm so sad inside. I drank the Zions, right? <laughs> I drank the Zions and then tried to run up a hill. I couldn't finish going up the hill and I vomited halfway through. It's like You're just like, puke and blue. Yeah, yeah. Like, this commercial line. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, because what was I, I, I remember the Zions commercial, but what, what was the Zions product supposed to do? It was like a pre-workout. Pre-workout, yeah, like no exploder. Okay. Okay. And it wasn't as hardcore as like no exploder, like jacked. Yeah. Remember Jack, dude? Oh, or 1MR. Dude. I took 1MR when I used to lift weights. It actually was like gave me a little extra boost, or I thought it did, but. 1MR, when I would drink it, it would give me extra boost. And by boost, I mean I have a giant erection when I was lifting weights. <laughs> so, if you ever saw the documentary with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger about the Mr. The Olympian, yeah. yeah, he's like talking about it. Yeah. He's just like, whenever I pump, I just feel like I'm making love to a woman. And, and like, this is him narrating it. And yeah. he gets up after lifting weights yeah. and he's just got this huge boner and it's like this and he's just like <laughs> It makes when I makes me want to pump iron <laughs> when I lift 
and they're like, I'm coming. Like, I'm coming <laughs> yeah. with the woman. And you're like, oh. So we, uh, so, so we, gym bag, or uh, garage, heavy bag. Yeah. With the gloves. And, and the, the stick. And the and stick. stick. <laughs> but the, then we, like, we would be in the basement training technique. One more part, and we always downloaded five videos on the computer in our room and watched them. Well, we watched five, yeah. five videos, like, professional fight Hood videos? fights. Hood like, fights. Hood fights. Boxing. Bum, bum bum fights. fights. Bum fights, boxing, kickboxing. I was really into Roy Jones. Yeah. Roy Jones Jr. Yeah. Uh, was like my one of my biggest influences, like my style. And then when I got into more with MMA, Anderson Silva, because they had a really similar style, or southpaw, yeah. the long, long, uh, long left hands. You know, just like really good uh, maneuverability. But so what we do is we watch these videos, we would train. And then we would have our friends come over and we would box. We yeah, would we'd like, have the, no, we'd have dude. the homies come over. And we would scrap. And then we would have the homies So it, it could be in the basement or it could be outside in the alley or it could be down the street. But uh, yeah, we would just box and we, you know, each person gets the gloves and we just scrap. We scrap. Yeah. There was no like we. You guys had two pairs of gloves, right? We had yeah. two pairs okay. of gloves. Yeah, and like we would go in our backyard. <laughs> no, doesn't get no, do you know what I mean? Like we have one guy has a left glove, one guy has. The well, because right we would either spar in the alley, out, right outside of the house, or in the basement. And I remember when we first started doing it, Colin. It was me, Colin, and our friend Jordan Donovan, <laughs> and Colin. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to tell a story? Yeah, I do. <laughs> so, like, there would be times where uh, we'd be down in the basement, we'd be watching, uh, we'd be watching fights or like replays of fights. We'd record them, and uh, we would we would like get to a certain point. Like Matt Hughes would do like uh, an armbar, or GSP would do an armbar, and we and we would mimic that, and we'd go step by step and be like, "This is how he did it." And we'd all be down there shirtless. <laughs> Like, like, like four guys just like attempting arm bars on each my other. My dad runs a business out of this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. So right above us is his business. <laughs> Wait, what kind of business does your dad run? My dad's a claims adjuster. <laughs> He's sitting there like, yeah, what we need to do is we need to assess the risk of this party at the park. And then you just hear this, you just hear this like man meat slapping on each other in the basement. What, what is going on? Oh, it's just my, my, just it's like, just my teenage sons. Oh and yeah, they're just like practicing friends. MMA. Yeah. But so there was this one time where Jordan came over and we were just chilling. Like we played video games and we had like drink soda and like you know, just hang out. I just got Say this. We're just hanging out and chilling, but somehow Colin ends up with his gi pants. <laughs> I, don't I, I don't know how it happened. Because I, I just started. Well, okay, so like, I mean, that, that brings yeah. a really good point. So, like, uh, you know, what got me into MMA yeah. was all these things, but what got me into training specifically was Scott had uh, joined Chai Sai Muay Thai. And he'd been Shut training. Yeah, he had been training for like six months or something like that. Took a grappling fight against Colby. Uh, oh, Matt Coble. Matt Coble. Oh, Matt, Matt Coble. What? Yeah, the, yeah. Actually, let's back way up because this is you. The incident with Jordan. Let's talk about that because that that's before actually before that? you trained. Oh, now I remember you had the what? white and silver basketball shorts on. Oh remember my the blue gosh. line? You had the white beater. Yeah. The the throwbacks. <laughs> So like, so, so yeah, you like this is before Chai Sai then, okay. yeah. So Scott, uh, this is how the hole ended up in the wall, and Dad freaked out. Oh. Well, no, it wasn't Dad. It was Lisa that oh, freaked Lisa, out. Yeah. So, um, so we we were down in the basement. And we we're having a normal time. Jordan is a you know lifelong friend, mm -hmm. and so we were down in the basement talking about something. And Scott was like, "Well, let's uh, 
let's practice our fighting or let's let's get him up or something. And Jordan's just he's like, I don't know, dude. He's like, Jordan's like, I don't know, man. And Scott's like, dude, stop being a bitch. <laughs> like, you know, like how 90% of fights start. And so so Jordan's down with it. So Scott and I spar a little bit and we're and we have no idea of like range, like range or technique. power or you know, any kind of like actual technique. So uh, so Scott and I get him up for a little bit and then it's like okay Jordan I'm like yeah Jordan let's go you put on the gloves now and I'm like you know and like I'm like my my body movement are this exaggerated I'm like it's time for you to get a mother yeah. and, and so so Jordan puts on the gloves yeah. and and we're going and like and I'm like okay and he's like ducking and like and I'm just like hitting he him. covers up every time we hit him and I'm like so he would him. do this he'd cover up I'm like and then he'd go like this and I and then I would go like so he'd this. get hit and, and then he'd him. turn this way down. Oh, you would, you would like turn away. Yeah, and so Scott towards the wall. And dude, yeah. Scott is sitting there, and he's like, Jordan, turn and fight him, and just like <laughs> don't know what I'm talking about. And he's just like, dude, you turn and stop, stop cowering. And he, and then finally, Jordan like listened to him, and he just like just comes with this overhand right, and it pings me. And I was like, I hadn't been hit by Jordan like that, and I was yeah. just like not expecting it, and it kind of rocked me. And I was like, boom, 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 boom. No. And then, no, he goes, boom, boom. Covers. And he call, he call and gets him to cover, and then he hammer fists like this. And he falls, and I'm like, get him, bro. And he's curled up. I call him, I'm hammer fisting him in the back of the head. With your boxing gloves Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you just hear, oh, uh, it's, it's Jordan, and then you hear my dad, stop it, <laughs> now! <laughs> and we stop. I, I just imagine your dad with a client. Oh, and yeah. like, what the hell is going on? What the hell is this? Kadoosh, stop it! And then no. we stop, like immediately. We, we, know when, we know when dad like, yells, we stop immediately. <laughs> And, but then, uh, but then Scott, like, then it was like Scott's like, okay, Jordan, I'm gonna show you how to fight. Oh, no. And so Scott puts on the gloves yeah. and like he's fighting with Jordan, but he's like, he's like doing the same thing. And then Jordan like ducks because Scott hits him really good. Yeah. And then uh, Scott like pushes him into the wall yeah. and he like he like bends over and his like ass goes, goes like fully into the, into the wall yeah and this is like a recently redesigned basement oh, that was no. like it's all supposed to be like, our studio for my stepmom oh. we turned it into a fucking fight gym. and then, then like you know we're, so like we're fighting and yeah that like they found out and they were super upset about it and like yeah. you see a hole in the wall like yeah that she, matched jordan's yeah <laughs> they're like, like jordan come here? here and scott was like scott was scott was like oh nothing nothing happened nothing happened like what are you talking about? <laughs> no, but I clearly shoved him into the wall. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, man. we boxed Morgan. I remember uh, Morgan came over and I yeah. boxed him. Yeah, I punched my friend with a left hook and he flew into these bushes. Oh yeah, he was like <laughs> outside. I was like, yeah, in the backyard, yeah, I was yeah. boxing him and I made him come towards me. I was acting like I was Chuck Liddell. Yeah. Just drank some Zoe oh. and, <laughs> and he popped in. Oh, hit him with the ugliest left hook. Yeah, we uh, we scrapped with a lot of our friends and uh, I remember. Uh, I forgot his name, but he brought the gin over this one time. Who the orange, uh, the, uh, the redhead? Who you? I forgot his name, but he was like he was like a grown grown man. We were like you know teenagers, yeah. and he like brought the gin over with. And Tyrone was there with us. T Money was there, yeah. And uh, Scott Scott was like. 
Scott was weird. Chaz. Chaz. You're talking about Chaz. Chaz. Yeah. yeah. Chaz dropped me with a body shot when we boxed one time. So we were down in the basement. We were drinking Seagram's gin. And <laughs> this is a really bad story. This, this is, is a bad time in our in my life. At yeah. Least. This is before we found the discipline in fighting. Yeah. Uh, so so Scott was super drunk and he was just like. He was like, hey, Tyrone, T Money, we're gonna fight, man. We gotta, we gotta fight. And he's like, man, stop, Scott, Scott. And then he's like, Chaz, we're gonna fight, man. And like, so Chaz's like, nah, dude, we're good. Scott, you're fucking stupid, bro. And he's like, dude, who you're calling fucking stupid? And then like, my. <laughs> this is, no, this is the best part, though, is Scott gets Chaz and he gets him in a rear naked choke and he's choking him like this and, yeah. and money and T Money's like dude Scott stop he's like trying to pull him off he's like he's like call him what the fuck is wrong with your brother and then but and he's like he's choking Chaz out and then I'm like I'm just sitting there and I'm like you know 16 15 and I'm just like what then is you going on and then I choke him out so Scott's choking Chaz out I get behind Scott and I'm choking him out so there's just like both of us and Scott's like ah. and then and then my dad comes down Right, at, and then I let Scott go. <laughs> and my dad's like, "What is going on here?" <laughs> and then I, and Scott, and then Scott's like going towards me, and he's like, and T Money's like trying to keep him back. He's like, "Oh, we gotta get him up, dude!" And like, hell, and my dad had to have known yeah, that we were just shit faced. Yeah. And he's just like, "What is going on?" Like smiling, like he knows that something is up. No. <laughs> But but then we're like uh, Chaz and Tyrone and I were like Scott's just Scott's just being stupid, and Dad leaves, and then he look you look at Chaz and you're like <laughs> you're like dude we gotta get him up, <laughs> and so like yeah we, those are the type of experiences that we had before we like we found I actually got into martial arts yeah. yeah and so like what got me into training was when Scott uh, well no I was in Aikido at that point so I was still. Aikido wasn't so yeah, Aikido and you were also getting out of Oh my god. Just, just. Doing all this stuff. But yeah, you, you had gone to Chai Sai and uh, you, uh, you'd gotten a grappling match at Axe. Against Matt Goble. One, Matt of, Goble. The, one of the first, yeah, one of the like original Axe fighting uh, championships. Yeah. And so Scott, uh, Scott, <laughs> Like, took him down with a fucking took him single. Down. Yeah. Got him out. Nice. And then he reversed you and got you in a key lock. No, he had me in a Kimura and I was and in mount. I a... was okay and Jonah told me to roll. Oh my god. And I had no grappling experience. So my corner, I imagine I had one grappling tournament before that. Was that the one where you got into a fight with that karate guy? Yeah. 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 Or I told him he didn't know what he was he talking about. He didn't know what about. he was talking about. But no, I was in on, on mount and my corner was like, roll. So I, the guy rolled. had the Kimura and I rolled and they just rolled over on top of me. Uh, and then I didn't he tap. had it in deep and then uh, the I ref like, stopped it. The ref stopped it and like I was there with Jordan and uh, <laughs> from the fucking garage. Yeah, to and the we ring. yeah and we were both just like man what? We're like wait they stopped it. We're like what? What? And I was like that's bullshit. <laughs> oh, that's bullshit. And it was just a grappling match. And it was just, just a grappling. And you had just been training at Chai Sai at the time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, they wanted it to be an MMA match, which would have been who even knows? worse. <laughs> yeah, it might not have been. The guy had way more experience than me. Um, but yeah, so like I, I get home, like I left. I don't even think I talked to you after that. I was just like I left, and, jo and I, Jordan and I are driving home, and I was, the whole time from like Edmonds to Tacoma, yeah. I'm just like that was bullshit. 
That was bullshit, man. We get back to the house and I have like this gin or this like absolute vodka and Jordan and I, I'm just like pouring him a shot and I'm pouring me a shot. I'm like 16 years old and I'm like down in this basement like it's my own like mini bar and I'm just like, yeah, Jordan, that's what I'm gonna do, dude. I'm gonna get in. I'm gonna get in tomorrow and I'm gonna start training. You know, six months later, I started training at Marcelo Alonso's Brazilian yeah. Jiu Jitsu and uh, smoked weed all the time and went and rolled and like had a good time and learned a lot from Marcelo's and uh, that's kind of what got me into fighting because I went from Marcelo's to Chai Sai with Scott combined had a knee injury it kept me out and then by the time I got back I was training with Jonah in his garage and bro then, you need to tell that story oh, about so I had we had I had four fights at Chai Sai Colin didn't fight yet but we were working towards that we had a falling out after I fought DJ we had a falling out and um with the owner with of the, the owner of Chai Sai because yeah. he had some issues going on he wasn't instructing us well he just yeah. had I disagreed own. with his interpretation of uh, of contracts and like what happens when someone gets injured in your gym and oh. and payments and stuff like yeah, that. yeah I got weird um, so our friend was like you know what we're gonna start our own gym my garage in his garage in his yeah garage, and it was called God's Army <laughs> So God's Army, like my <laughs> guy named Jonah. Well, yeah, what Jonah. really started Jonah it, was good. What really started that Jonah was a scrapper, and Jonah, like we were really good friends, and uh, we still talk now, and it's good to kind of rekindle uh, those old relationships. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, Jonah was a scrappy Hawaiian, and like he showed us a lot, and we learned a lot. We hung out and like spent a lot of time together. And uh, so like when, when I was getting better from my knee, after my knee surgery, and I'm like, I think I can start coming back. Uh, and we kind of had that falling out with the owner of the gym. We, uh, Jonah was just like, just moved into a house, new house with his dad. They had this basement where they hung up bags and they had wrestling mats down. Weights. And weights and like, and so we would go over there and train. And, uh, and he was like, he was really good friends with Colin McKenzie. Um, who Colin McKenzie had a um, team called God's Army in uh, Hawaii. Hawaii and he trained Max Holloway. Yeah, so Max Holloway's beginning was like with uh, with Colin McKenzie and the, yeah. that group. I remember watching really early. I talked to Max on the phone when he before he was even. Yeah, I remember like the we would watch the videos of the Hawaiian Fighting Championships. I think is what they called it. Yeah. And they had uh, they had X1. Max was on there. X1. X1. Yeah, Colin was on there, and those guys were scrappy. Yeah, Shison. Shison. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and so like all those guys were just scrappy, and like without having this like elite training like they were just naturally good athletes and fighters because that's what you do in hawaii is you scrap you know yeah. you get them scrapped bro mm -hmm. and uh and so uh jonah was like we're gonna start our own gym <laughs> in my basement we're gonna call it god's <laughs> army and so no dude are you gonna... <laughs> no so he so... said that to us he's like and what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna fight everyone from chai side <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna fight Sam from Chai Side. Yeah, and so we were like, okay. He's and, like, cause Crew's probably gonna have him fight me. And we're like, yeah. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> right. We just try to start a gym rivalry. Yeah. Well, there's like, you know, and he had like, in the in the basement, he had like this picture of Jesus, you know, cause it was God's <laughs> army. And so, you know, that that's cool. But then there's like this picture of Colin McKenzie, and he's like. So Jesus, <laughs> Colin McKenzie, <laughs> and like, it was slowly turning into a call. <laughs> but Jonah, I remember this one time, like we, cause we would, we would hit the bag and it, like at one point there was like you, me, Andre Keys, 
And Andre Jonah is a Golden Gloves, Gloves boxer. Legit. Uh, good friends with Jonah. And so we, and we were all in there training. And then I remember like, we would just do like boxing and kickboxing. But then one day, you know, like I said, I smoked a bunch of weed. And so Jonah and I, uh, we, uh, we smoked and we like did MMA sparring for 45 minutes straight. And it was the worst, <laughs> most sluggish, <laughs> awful experience you could ever you guys have. Thought it was tight as shit. Well, we were just like at, at the Whoa. beginning, we're just like standing up, and then one of us takes the other person down, and then we're on the ground, like we're thinking, we're like, you know, in the Matrix <laughs> when they have like six versions of his arm, and he's like, whoo, 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 and he's going all fast. We thought that, but, but in reality, we were like. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was just it's like we learned we go we we pulled away from that experience learning nothing <laughs> yeah <laughs> literally learning nothing and then that kind of ended this like career of god's army, god's army. And it, it kind of well what happened so this is what happened because it's like how did we end up at amc right oh yeah because yeah. i fought dj i was working at portland avenue park in tacoma which is a rough just place to be at but I was working a youth summer program their outdoor program and my cousin came and visited me because he lived down the street and he told me that uh, DJ was fighting um, uh, and actually defending his axe title in Edmonds and he's like y you should go watch so I was like for sure so he got me a ticket we drove up there I went I walked right in the back and saw DJ and talked to him about our fight and it, He's like, oh yeah, dude, you broke my rib. It was a war. It was a tough fight. You know, you should come train. And at that time, they were at Vision Quest in the Auburn Mall, and that was what opened the door for me to go. But then eventually, Colin came and trained too. So I wanted to add that piece in because that's where. It happened. Yeah. yeah. Well, there was this long period of time between the like me falling out, not necessarily falling out with Jonah, but just not training, yeah. getting a job. Well, because like. Uh, I just, yeah, I didn't do much, and then I got, I started going with you to AMC when they moved from Vision Quest to Pacific. Yep. And uh, we started training in Pacific. Yeah, you never trained at all the Super Bowl. No, no, Vision and Quest. from what I understand, there's a lot of staff going on there, so I didn't miss much. <laughs> I trained there for like probably seven, eight months before we moved to the new location. Right, and so like I had come in, and like I was just like going through normal stuff, and uh, uh, it just was like, just your normal, just like not really giving a crap about life and not really like trying just floating. to floating. Yeah, just kind of being there, like this like passive uh, existence, and uh, like it was like a good year, I think, before I, I finally got into AMC Pacific, and and it was you, Scott. You were like, well, I was like, man, I want to get back and train, and I was like, I had just got a job again, and I was working and paying off this debt. And uh, and I bought like I was like okay I'm ready and I bought these Hayabusa gloves and I'm like okay this is all I need and I'm good and then I go into AMC and uh, Luke Pittman was down there and uh, I remember Luke was like I come in and he's like oh hey you're Scott's brother I'm like yeah yeah I'm really excited because I like I know Matt and DJ are like you know DJ's really good Matt's the best coach in the world. Yeah. And uh, and he's like, all right, well, let me see your stance. And you know, I, I'm the southpaw naturally, so I stand in southpaw stance. And he goes, okay, you're gonna have to stand regular. <laughs> yeah. and I was just like this. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I was like, really? Like, but all I know is southpaw. And he was just like, dude, Matt's not gonna like that. 
Matt is gonna just tell you you need to be regular, so you might as well get ready for it now. And three months later, Matt comes down with all the pros, which he did uh, every couple of months. He would come down, or every couple of weeks, he'd come down with the pros. Yeah, Ben train Rothwell, at, yeah. Sakurai, uh, Matt uh, Brown. And, Hallman and Mackenzie were in there. Everyone, yeah. yeah. And so, like, Matt comes in, and I was, like, so nervous because, you know, I know Matt's, like, this, you know, the, one of the baddest people on the planet. Yeah. And so I go up, and I'm like, hey, Matt, like, I'm Scott's brother, and uh, I was talking to Luke, and I just wanted to ask you this question. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, uh, I'm naturally a southpaw, <laughs> but Luke said that, you know, I have to stand uh, orthodox, and I'm not used to that. So, like, when can I start transitioning to southpaw? And he goes, I have a lot of southpaw fighters. <laughs> and that's it, and that's it. And I was sitting there and I was like, <laughs> so what have I been doing <laughs> these last three months? It's like, like unlearning all these things I had learned. So like that was my introduction to AMC. It was just like, not really like, it was like am ambiguity. Like yeah. where like not everything has to be this like linear progression of how things work. And like that's kind of like what I've learned through my time at AMC is like, not every one coach is gonna have the the thing that like teaches you what you need to know. I mean, the, yeah. Matt has like most of those tools for you. So like you right. like if you need to learn anything, he will teach you. It's like you will relatively find that on your on your own. But I'll give you this large array of tools to for be sure. able to find that that message for yourself. Yeah, it's still like that. Yeah, and it's yeah. That's how I've. I'm <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of self fighters. Yeah, I have a lot of self fighters, and just looked at me and was like, "So, like, when was your?" Um, I'm trying to remember your first fight oh, out of uh, AMC. Was it against the? Um, is it the kickboxing, or did you do boxing first? Oh my god! Against like Kid David. Oh my god! Yeah, that was, was brutal. It, was it still a uh, Pacific? Yeah. Yeah, he did a smoker against this kid from. Um, Mark, what's his name? I forgot. Uh, up, up in Everett. Everett. What was that called? The um, guy who did all the smokers. CCMA. Yeah. CCMA. Oh, yeah. yeah. CCMA. Yeah. 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 That was awful. Uh, I think that place closed down now. <laughs> Dang, yeah. yeah. Right next to the batting cage. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, like, that was an awful experience because, like, I was just so embarrassed. Because, uh, I mean, I didn't get knocked out or anything, but, like, I go in there and I'm just like, you know, I have this newfound, like, man, I can actually be a southpaw. <laughs> And like I trained super hard for it, and my mind was just on other things, and I just wasn't there. And I get in, and this dude, like they put me up against this like really small person, and like who's like really good at boxing. So he's like he's like down here, like super compact and like boxer ready, and I'm up here like I don't know how to put my chin down, and, and I don't know how to move. And so like I'm sitting there, and like we're going, and and Matt's like circle, circle. <laughs> circle and like I'm circling into his power <laughs> and he's just like landing a huge hook landing an overhand right that was coaching you to get knocked out <laughs> no 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 not at all I, I just no. wasn't listening to him and yeah. I was staying I was going straight forward and he was <laughs> dude what were you What's that? that did it just explode yeah. or? keep going man <laughs> circle dude. yeah he just like uh, like the dude is just dumping overhand rights on me and and Matt was just screaming he was like, he was like, circle, circle, god damn it, circle. 
so pissed, so pissed, and I'm just sitting there like not listening to it at all. Like it, everything just went out the, everything went out the window. And Circle, God damn it, yeah, you but, son of a bitch. Yeah, he's Circle. like, you fucking oh, idiot, you idiot. What are you doing? At least that's what happened in my head. Like I'm sure he was super pissed because I heard him yelling, and he eventually just stopped. And like the second round, he just stopped, and he was just like, he's. I heard him go, he's not gonna listen to me. And it was true, I didn't listen to him. And it wasn't because like I was like trying to like it was just because I was so like hyper focused on this yeah. it was my first like boxing kickboxing fight and yeah. like and then from there like you know that's <laughs> like I just I like I remember I looked at Hadley who was she trained with us at Chai Sai and I was like she goes you did good Colin and I was like in my head, I'm like, I just got my ass. Yeah. Like, I didn't just, do good. No, but I didn't get knocked out, and like, I landed a couple shots. But I was getting my ass rocked, and it was a good, uh, it was a good like learning, like teaching moment for me to one listen to my corner, especially when Matt Hume is in it. Yeah. Um, but two, just like I got that first fight out of the way, like, and I didn't like get knocked out. And then you had kickboxing after that, right? Yeah, like. Most of the stuff that I've done is like the smokers and like jujitsu tournaments and stuff. But then stuff. you boxed Showtime. Oh yeah, oh my god. <laughs> you remember Showtime? Yeah. Dude, that guy, I kept in touch with him after that, but yeah, I, uh, I, I a lot of us box Showtime. I box Showtime. Yeah, like Did you box him in a smoker? Yeah, yeah. All of AMC, I think, is box Showtime. Like yeah. Like yeah. Kyle Murphy, who's yeah. like 205. Yeah. And like me, I was like 180. And yeah, 150. Yeah, and he's, yeah, he's like 145. Yeah. And he's just like, I don't care. He's, I, I respect it. But then when I saw like Kyle Murphy throwing hands on him, I'm just like, okay, dude, maybe you shouldn't be fighting people that are like 220 yeah. and walk yeah. around. But yeah, I mean that's uh yeah, I fought Showtime, I fought uh, I fought a couple smokers, and then the one guy from uh, Big Will's gym was my last fight. Oh yeah. Yeah, and that was probably I was like I was in really good shape for that one, and I, I'd say my technique was like at the best during that, and I look back like couple months after the fight and I was just like dude it was awful like I wasn't following up on my kicks and I wasn't like going from kick transition transitioning to another punching combo and then I go back and looked at it like uh, literally a couple months ago from today and I was like man like my technique was okay like I actually yeah. did really well in that fight and uh, you know I don't think I haven't knocked anyone out but I've like I've like shocked somebody's liver and I've like rocked people enough to where it's like they don't want to fight anymore so yeah, that, that guy didn't want to fight anymore. Yeah, I think those were like the the more satisfying uh, satisfying fights for me, just because like making someone quit, whether it was like in jujitsu, just wearing someone out, or in boxing, like that's the goal. You want to make it to where someone does they want to stop what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Which like now that I look back at it, I'm like, you know, why would I ever want to make someone feel like they don't want to do anything anymore? That's kind of like <laughs> that's the point. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, it's the point of fighting, right? But like, yeah, I always want to. Like I always go back and like after growing some, I like think about that stuff. Just like how much did that really like help me grow as an individual? Well, what would you say fighting? Like how has fighting helped you in life? Like the ex the examples, all the examples aside, like what would you think it has taught you? And what are some ways of how you look at the world or ways you you carry yourself that have been impacted directly from fighting? Yeah, man. I mean, that's a really deep question. Um, you know, that's the whole purpose of this uh, podcast, I guess, right? So, yeah. like, you know, when growing up, we, you know, I mean, as you know, but, you know, 
Cholo may not know is like, you know, our family was split up at an early age. So like, you know, we had a really traumatic experience with divorce and alcoholism and mental illnesses. And uh, so Scott and I really got kind of formed this bond at a really early age where like, most of our life was like Scott versus Colin. We always were like fighting each other and stuff. And you know, brothers do that, uh, from siblings do that in general. Um, but like, you know, that was kind of formed this thing where it was like I held this resentment from an early age. And so I would take it out and, and school and I would, I went into high school just not giving a fuck about things and like got kicked out of schools after schools fighting and selling drugs and like trying to be in a gang and like doing all this shit that I shouldn't have been doing and just kind of going down this path. And then I got into fighting and you know, like, you know, like hearing those stories, like, yeah, I was getting fucked up and we were boxing in our basement and stuff like that's all funny and stuff but like that's how I lived my life it was just like this but even that was safe yeah the drinking was horrible but even that activity was safer than the Being other shit the we had been doing and running around yeah running around. hanging out with gangbangers and holding straps and robbing stores not like at gunpoint but like just snatch and grab and uh, doing all <laughs> this dumb shit. shit yeah. yeah hanging out selling drugs man kicking it with shady people and uh so like what hell is shady people <laughs> what I what like martial arts kind of did um, was it gave me this purpose you know it's like uh, I'm a I'm a person of routine and uh, being like hyper observational I've always like been able like when I get into a routine I can like get the routine down in a week and then like then I start to like I can do this mechanically. But then it's like now I can start to expand on it and kind of put my creativity into it. And something like martial arts is so abstract that any individual can kind of like make it their own. And that's how that's you know that's part of the reason why I find uh, AMC so educational is because it, it like when you train with Matt, it's not him going this is the right way to do it. You can't do it any other way. He's like here's these set of tools like I said. And so like that, like when I first got into martial arts like it taught me the discipline. So it's like, okay, I can't, you know, it wasn't like, oh, I can't go drink and I can't go smoke. Cause we know that's what fight, fighters do that, right? But it's like, I can't go out in the street anymore. I can't go hang out with gangbangers anymore. Cause I just don't have the time. And I can't just get so fucked up that I can't like- Go into the gym. Manage my life, you know? Right, so yeah. it, it taught me that it's like, I can hide my addiction to a point, but I have to like face the reality of like being able to go face my demons inside the gym and that the perseverance of like hard training sessions, consistent training and training for a fight, cutting weight, like all those experiences kind of culminated and uh, allowed me to kind of develop as an individual. Um, so like there, I mean, there's countless things I could go to because every time that I've left fighting, whether it was like, okay, I got a knee injury, uh, I, you know, I come back and I remember saying this when I first uh, when I first started training. I got my first stripe on my white belt. Uh, the brown belt at the time was like, uh, you know, do you like how long do you see yourself training? Because I asked him like, how long did it take you to get your brown belt? And he's like, well, how long do you see yourself training? And I'm like, I don't see myself ever not training. And he's like, that's bold because people have lives and move away from from training. And I'm like, I'll always find myself back in this. Because it gives you this sense of purpose, you know, and it gives you this like, especially with someone who's like been as lost as I was. So like, it gives you the discipline, the purpose, uh, overcoming adversity, 
learning how to within you know certain con confinements like yeah. interacting with people because uh, you know just like with MMA I think that uh, you know a lot of the wrestling mentality of hyper masculinity and like <laughs> oh you know I'm gonna dominate my opponent and make them feel like shit and like that that's what comes in so it's like you have to kind of develop yourself around that you know you have your yeah. you have your trade-offs and I still like think that we can get in that kind of boys club mentality uh, no matter where you're at and fighting. It happens real quick yeah yeah but like you know the from what I've learned from that I've always taken the positives and it's like helping your teammate not trying to hurt them and so like those things have like kind of developed me so it's like made me who I am today but allowed me to develop in my own like bubble you know in my own container yeah there's a lot of stuff and I, I mean we could have a, a whole episode on what MMA and martial arts has taught us as individuals. What would you say, like, so, like, if you were able to imagine your life without it, um, having not had the journey that we've had, and that's another deep question, what would you, if you're being honest, right, not just, like, for the sake of saying the first thing that comes to mind, but, like, just thinking about it, if it wasn't there, what, what do you think you'd be doing? Would you still be on the path you're on now with school? Would you, would it be less likely that you are where you're at now without martial arts? Man, that's hard that's hard to say you know because like where I was at before martial arts was such a a dark place mm -hmm. and like I've gone there because I you know I have depression and anxiety so like I get to those dark places where I don't I didn't want to come out of my room and I still have it even training now and being in shape somewhat now uh, you know I still get in those places where it's like I don't want to deal with people I don't want to I don't want to deal with myself right now so without that I mean I might not have, I might not have like corrected my path. So I may have been in the streets, not doing much because I've, I've been in and out of the streets for a while. Mm -hmm. You know, I went and like in between training uh, at AMC and getting a job and doing all this stuff. I, I went out and you know, I got addicted to drugs and was taking Coke and snorting pills and shit and doing all this crazy stuff. <laughs> so I probably would have stayed on that path because like it got to the point where where I was living where our, our house got shot up on the hilltop yeah yeah and yeah. thankfully you know I have resources like my father who was allowed me to live in uh, his uh, apartment with Scott that and was that, one of the main reasons we moved actually moved up here I forgot that yeah yeah moved up to Kirkland yep yeah. there's too much shit going on in for Tacoma. him in Tacoma and it was getting so my dad was like, well, let's get him up to, exactly. and thankfully I had a cousin who got me into a job up there in Seattle. And I got him in there, so. And so, yeah, so like I'd say if I didn't have that and I didn't have like resources like my dad, I'd probably still be like, you know, rolling cigarettes, smoking cigarettes and like being like this drug addict. Being a fuck off. And dude. not giving a shit whether like not thinking about the future. Cause when you, when you're in martial arts, like it's, it's easy to get hyper-focused on it, mm -hmm. but then it, it, it allows you to ask those questions like do I should I go to school should I finish like I didn't finish school so should I do that should I pursue another aspect of martial arts can I make this a career and so I had to critically analyze like where I was at in life and martial arts helped me do that so without it I, you know I'd still say I'm hyper observant and critical but like I don't think I would be making the same decisions well I was just gonna say dude it's it's easy just to get distracted in life but we're we, we grew up on a in a good neighborhood, yeah. an upper middle class, a suburban environment. But just Tacoma is such like a hodgepodge of different like socioeconomic statuses that like the people we hung out with, they it was easy for us to get distracted by what they were involved in. 
And so, like, martial arts kind of was a healthy thing to keep us anchored. A healthy outlet. Yeah, and you, yeah. dude, it's crazy with Tacoma, right? Like, and I'm sure there's a, there's a lot of other places you could say this about, but like, you could go back and motherfuckers are still that didn't make it out or didn't get something positive in their life, they're still doing the same thing. Like, I remember I went back, what is it? It's 11.15. Okay. <laughs> and what are you doing? He asked for, it's 11.15. Is he telling yeah. me to steal third or? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, who's on first? He was like, it's 11.15. Annexation, annexation of Puerto Rico. We can, we can, uh, we can wrap this up in the next 15 minutes. Yeah, but what I was saying that. is like, you, I remember when I made my pro debut, 2014 I went back to Tacoma I was at the Safeway over there on the hilltop and I ran into uh, Big Rob Big Rob Big Rob he's this dude we hung out with and he's just <laughs> Big like, Rob was into all sorts of shenanigans all sorts of drugs and yeah, stupid gang not shit good stuff so I ran into him and he was like, oh, you're fighting, da 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 oh man. You know, because Sky was doing her modeling thing, I'm our sister, it's yeah. like Instagram model and stuff. He's like, oh, she's doing this, you guys got money, da 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 and I was like, not really, bro, but what are you doing? He's like, oh, you know, I'm still banging, I'm still, and it's just like, you can run into guys like that, people like that in that area are like a dime a dozen, you know? Yeah. So it would have been really easy to fall into that peer group and just not do shit. And not like try to find a way out or at least try to find a social group peer group that's doing positive things so it's, it is really remarkable and i know it's a cliche when people are like martial arts changed my life but i was like well you know it definitely changed ours yeah and that you know because for me when i think about it i don't know about you potrello but if i didn't have it and if i hadn't engaged in it i don't think i would have gone back to school just like colin said because so i thought it put your life in perspective well i just thought i wasn't a good student until then i'm training with matt and it's like I have to pay attention and there's these high level concepts I need to get there's these thing tasks I need to complete and I'm like I can do it if the focus is there yeah. so why not apply that same focus to a degree yeah that wasn't present before martial arts I said fuck school because I, I mean I, I wasn't in control of my education really. you weren't in a system that that was able to utilize it or pretty much something that you weren't like passionate about, or motivated about right so, yeah. so in a lot of ways that serving as like a guiding force for sure well yeah i mean like like when you have and and like when you have a uh like the spiritual guide i want to say and whether or not he assumes that task uh explicitly or not like mm -hmm. matt hume will guide you to the outcome that, that in his confinement is like your destiny whether it's your destiny is to be a coach or your destiny is to be the greatest fighter of all time uh or to not be any of that and to and go something pursue else. something yeah. else he will a guide you to that and that's <laughs> a I don't know how much life advice. No, 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 no. So uh, before you got here, we talked. Colin said how it would be useful if we had a wise janitor person to let us in into the <laughs> into the building. He's like, oh, what are you guys talking about? He's just on doing on his yeah. whiteboard, and he's, he's like just doing solving equations. the theory of yeah. relativity. Wait, wait, it's Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yes, he's yes, it is Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no. yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. I think you kind of hit you hit the point right there, Scott. It's just like uh, you know, it's it's easy to kind of like say like we would we where we would have been had we not been you know in martial arts and how cliche it can be like oh yeah i changed my life and i i lost 30 pounds but it was it was a huge part of your life it really shaped how you guys oh well, think man, about it yeah dude. think about how the whole martial art thing got restarted is because of grant because of grandpa, grandpa yeah Jack. our, our grandpa, grandpa was a golden gloves gold boxer, boxer, boxer yeah. in the navy and uh and i was fucking around he was you dig to the body, Scott. These palookas, they can't take the, they can't take it to the body. Like literal quote from my grandfather. Yeah. yeah. But no, he was, 
I was getting in a lot of shit at Foss, and so he went and talked to all these different people, and he's like, what can I do for my grandson? And they, we had a family friend whose daughter was getting in trouble, and they got her into a keto. <coughs> no, sorry, judo. Okay. And for whatever reason, judo... Well, calls it <laughs> Yeah, judo was like... Yes, Sensei Mike. I was a judo, yeah. I was a judo master. Don't you ever forget and that. It, and it got her on the right path, so he did the same. He was like, well, it wasn't judo. He was like, it's a keto, so he got us involved. Um, he chose a keto, got me involved in that, and that's when the, the change started to happen. Not immediately, but at least I, the thing was is I had somewhere to be, and I had people that were going to hold me accountable, you know. And at, what, 16, 17, for someone, when you don't feel like shit and then people are telling you that you are good at something and that they enjoy you being around, that just means the world. That means the world as an adult, too, right? But especially as a lost... Yeah, 16, 17 year old kid, yeah. um, not so sure of yourself, don't know what your next move is, and someone's telling you, hey, this is your thing, you're good at it. Or even if they're not saying it in that way, they're saying, we like we like that you're here. That's just so important. Like a positive Because pe we have people in our social group that were really, I mean, we had the, out of the gangs, like our friends were like the nicer guys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they weren't the hard, their brothers were the hardcore, yeah. really like, lengthy prison sentence like may have shot people robbing people right. selling but like they the, their uh, siblings and their peers yeah. would tell us things too like oh no you're gonna hit that lake you're gonna do that and then there's that that feedback even though it's a negative behavior yeah then we start feeling like we belong with them because you're just so adjacent to it well yeah, yeah well they'll make you feel like you belong if you're doing something for them you're helping them get well, money yeah, well because they'll drink yeah, they'll make yeah. they'll make you feel like you belong real quick though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Until some shit happens, and then it's like yeah. then, then you get like, interviewed whoa, by whoa, police. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's oh, like oh, oh, oh no, I don't know that motherfucker. So it's, yeah. it well, was real like that. Well, yeah. I mean, like one thing, like I think that like to finish off my piece uh, mm -hmm. is like when when I left AMC for the first time to go work and and live out on my own and stuff. Like you know, I got heavy into drugs and like the, all that stuff happened. Culminated with me having to move out of Tacoma just because of how drastic it was getting. And so I moved up to Kirkland, was working in Seattle, got super fat and got got used to working a full-time job not and not really had this purpose. And you had been training at AMC Kirkland with DJ for a really long time. Um, so like, I remember you, like I had mentioned it and you'd be like, yeah, dude, I talked to Matt, get back into AMC. And I was just like, well, I just heard it and was like, well, I'm not really listening. And then one day I was just like, you know what, I'm just gonna go do it. And I just remember coming in on a whim and Matt was teaching class and he gets up and I'm like, what's up, Matt? And he was he was just like super excited. And he was like, he's like, what, are we gonna get you signed up again today? Let's do this. Cause I remember I was like, I was like, oh, so like, you know, Scott said something about a discount because we bring in me on on the old rates. Cut that out. <laughs> yeah. You Cut the rate. You remember I don't, that? I can neither confirm nor deny there's been any discussion of a discount. <laughs> but then he, uh, but then like he was like, Edgar, God damn it, you got it. <laughs> but he, he, was, he just shows up. He just shows up behind me. He's like an elephant, never but, forgets. Yeah. I'm dropping your rate. Oh, like, so you're choking me, but you're gonna make me pay less to be at the gym. Right. Okay. He's choking both of you. Yeah, 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 for sure. But that, I'm getting choked out. <laughs> This magic third hand shows up. And we're just like, what happened to Ender? And he's just like flying away. Like, what but no, he's just like this. Chill. Ender's a bird. It's like, yeah. oh damn, we all fucking were high on acid that day. Anyway. Yeah. No, but Matt got up, he's super excited. He was super excited and he was just like, yeah, let's get you signed up. He's like, whatever it takes. Cause yeah. he knew how important it was that like I was there. So I was always grateful for that. And like, yeah. And that, like that saved me from going down this rabbit hole again. And so like, that's the, the importance to, 
to me is like when you get involved with something like that it's everything the whole aspect of it the community aspect of it the individual development um, the 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 consciously assessing where you're at yeah. and whatever you're doing that's like the biggest things that I've, I've learned and so wrapping it up I think I know you guys have to do that, the wrap-up thing, but... No, bro, you no, can... You, no, can honestly, you can yeah. wrap it up, bro, because I... I'll wrap it up with a story. Before you say that, though, yeah. before you say that, I feel like everything you've talked about is is extremely valuable just for, like... It really is the embodiment of what martial arts can do, martial for, somebody. Arts can do for somebody. Right. And it is... You have a very tangible idea of just how you've internalized the philosophy and how you've created your own idea. So yeah, yeah. you finish it out, dude. I mean, I don't yeah. want to. Well, the, I'll finish I it out on a story, that. man. And the story is like uh, what the the uh, the inside joke about the elephant never forgets. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this one time, and it cause like, it's just yeah. an idea of where I was at. I was training every day at AMC Pacific. I was training, uh, I would go to the gym before and after school, like to the YMCA, go hit the weights, go do cardio, and then go to AMC. So I was training all the time. And then I had this dream where I was at AMC Pacific and we were sparring and I was, but there was just a bunch of Russians there. And, and then I look over and like in Fedor, Emelianenko, he's like my favorite fighter of all time next to Anderson Silva was there and like Scott or I don't know if it was it was Scott or Matt where it was like you have to spar Fedor. <laughs> Probably Matt. Yeah I think it was Matt and he was like you have to spar Fedor and I'm like what I'm not ready for this and then like I'm go like I'm going and I'm in the ring and then I like give a Fedor this uppercut because he ducks and I knocked him out and then I'm like sitting there just like finishing him. Wait, what do the Russians think of all this? <laughs> well, that's, that's hey, hey, that's let him finish the story. So I'm just like sitting there and, I, and then like next thing I know I'm sitting on like this row of bags and all these Russians are like <laughs> and then like and then I'm like looking down the line and they're looking at me and they're like yeah like this guy's got it and then I look down the line and I see Fedor poke his head out and he looks at me and I'm just like, dude, I just knocked out Fedor. And he goes, <laughs> and then next thing I know, I'm sparring Matt, and Matt's just tearing me up. And he's like choking me out, and he's just like, an elephant never forgets. <laughs> and like, no, that doesn't make any sense at all. And none of it made sense. Oh my God. But that is the epitome of my martial arts <laughs> in that one tree. It's like I climbed to the top, and still I have to fight longer, and uh, elephant never elephant forgets. <laughs> Alright, guys. Thanks for bringing me yeah. on. Uh, no, no, thanks for coming on, yeah. bro. Thank you. Don't, thanks for doing this. So, and never forget. Let's tell yeah. them about the donations and let's. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Please support our show. Please. It's uh, you, you can go down to www.patreon.com/pancreation. But yeah. what would we do with all this money? You shut up, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you if you like the show, if you, you know, support the show, I mean any. Anything helps, and it yeah. just goes into helping us with our, with our production. Yeah, uh, I mean, we literally have gum on our equipment right now. Yeah, <laughs> saving it. A couple things. Uh, yeah. A couple things. If yeah. even to the like one or two or three viewers, if you, yeah. if, it's not a bad thing. We really want to try to get better gear. We really want to try yeah. to get better production because we have yeah. big aspirations for this. So, yeah. um, if you want to support, we really appreciate it, and we just really need community support. So anything you can donate. Um, we have a. We have. Ender, who does this for free, 
Yeah. Um, and we really appreciate it, but we'd like to help him get some new equipment and potentially compensate him as well. So right, that'd be nice for at him. some point. Yeah, so. exactly. And then you know, the more, pretty much, the more like the more we get, the more we we're able to put out. And you know, we're always committed to like, putting out the best content that we can, and as much as, as we can. we'll continue to do. All right. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Thanks man. man.